everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the I-5 Corridors Traffic Report. We got Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer on today. He's going to explain to me the whole home field thing. You Oregon fans have been going nuts about it since they announced it a few days ago. And uh, I feel like I didn't get on the train for that one. So I brought Justin on. He's a good friend from my time uh, working together at The Athletic. And he's just a dynamo reporter down in uh, Alabama. So uh, that's all coming up on this episode of the I-5 Corridors podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the I-5 Corridors Traffic Report. Tyson Alger here. Got a fun, fun episode for you today, mainly because we're just talking about some clothes. Uh, I got Justin Ferguson on from the Auburn Observer. Um, is it the Auburn Observer or just Auburn Observer? I got, I got, I'm, I'm still trying to decide if it's going to be that like, I'm two years in and I don't know if I capitalize the V in I-5 Corridor or not. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm so pretentious that I always say the V. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like it sounds more formal, but no, I, I, the, the is in, it's in your logo as well. It's in mine. And I was just, yeah. I like the way it sounds. And so I've always, I've always done it that way. The, the only time that I run up against problems with it is like when you're trying to like reference like the I five corridor, like in a paragraph or something. And then you mm-hmm. might run up against like a, a double the, or, you know, yeah, just, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, but it's my company, so sometimes I'll just throw out like a the corridor or, or you know, it's oh yeah, there, there, oh, we're, there's, we're, there's we're the observer of... usually, yeah. <laughs> so this is, uh, I believe, this is your is this your third time on on the podcast here? I think so. Okay, think so, so we did so for, Media and we did another one. Yeah, so for 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 people who may be new listeners, uh, Justin and I used to work together at the Athletic. Um, he is now just about to start his third fourth season. Fourth season, fourth, yeah. fourth season as the editor, CEO, founder, HR department, security, mm-hmm. yep. uh, just just about everything at the Auburn Observer. Um, does a fantastic job covering them, the SEC. His his basketball coverage is is really good stuff too. Um, kind of kind of what I've tried to pattern uh, the corridor uh, failingly after the last uh, last couple of years, but. Um, I love I, I love the I love how you guys you at the corridor and, and you guys that, that do it like the stories that especially in the off season the creative stuff that comes up with that y'all come up with this I, I really really enjoy reading that stuff because again I'll keep an eye on Oregon I, obviously with the Bonex connection I'm always keeping an eye on Oregon but I don't know just the kind of the cool like off the off the off the grid stuff y'all do is is awesome and and uh, it's it's one of my highlights in my inbox. I, I think a lot of that too is, and, and you, you know, where you're getting to the point too, running up against this, we've both covered a lot of college football, man. Just like mm-hmm. a lot of, we're two weeks out from uh camp starting media days next yep. week. Like it, it feels very um, systematic or routine kind of mm-hmm. what, what we do. And so I, I've, I really do enjoy that off season to just do complete opposite of that. <laughs> Yeah, we've uh, we're starting. Well, we're, I don't know uh, if if a, a full on podcast, but we've had people like in the off season. Me and the guys I do the podcast with, we do like food talk, like restaurants and stuff like that. We're gonna have some bonus podcasts like closer to the season about like, hey, if you're coming to Auburn and you haven't been here in a while, here's where you need to eat. Or hey, yeah, if you're going on a road trip, and it's it's some of our most popular stuff. And so it's like, yeah, I always love kind of doing this kind of stuff in the off season because. We're about to get in that grind where it starts in fall camp and then, you know, we're done full blast once, you know, either spring practices in next year or basketball season ends next year. And so, yeah, it's it's fun to kind of do do some stuff off the beaten path, kind of like so, this podcast. 
Exactly. I was about to say, so I, I could bring you on here to try to get um, an unheard story about Bo Nix or try to um, <laughs> mine some of your knowledge of the SEC. But instead, I just want to talk to you about what is the home field apparel hype? Like, I feel like yeah. I'm pretty... I'm pretty well versed in most of college football. I didn't grow up a college football fan. Like when I when I started in sports journalism, that was kind of my catch up to to college football. Right. And I do I do feel like some things still f- fall through the cracks, even if they're newer things. And the home field apparel, when they announced this, or I guess a couple of weeks ago, that they had finally struck a licensing deal with Oregon to sell their stuff. You guys went crazy. Oh yeah. And I just, can you explain to me why? <laughs> yeah. Well, personally, so I grew up a big college football guy because I grew up in Alabama. We don't have pro sports teams. I mean, Atlanta, I don't live too far away from Atlanta, but, you know, nobody really wants to be a Falcons or a Hawks fan. I'm a Braves fan, though. But, um, you know, so it was college sports. It was always college sports. And so playing like the old NCAA football games, like that was like I was locked in in college football from day one. And um, I loved playing and like doing stuff with the old Oregon teams uh, loved Oregon loved the old the old style I mean going back in the 2000s and then of course pass cross in 2010 uh, I think I may have told the story on this on here before go for before, it with you but uh, in 2010 so it's my senior year of high school I'm an Auburn fan I you know, grew up in an Auburn family a lot of Alabama fans where I was, I was from Auburn plays Oregon in a national title game Oregon has always kind of been my had always kind of been my second favorite team and so I Monday morning, day of the national championship game, I show up to school in an Oregon shirt just to mess with all the <laughs> Alabama fans. But it was, I've always had a, an affinity for Oregon. I love their stuff. Uh, and so, yeah, forever, um, Homefield had been trying to get Oregon and trying to get Oregon. And there's all these licensing, licensing problems and stuff like that. Nike obviously has a lot of Oregon stuff. Um, there. And, 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 you know. and sorry to interrupt, but Homefield yeah, is ahead. a relatively small company, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, it, yeah, it's blown up recently, but yeah, when I mean, my first, it's been a few years ago when Homefield first got on the radar, and basically, it was this guy and his wife, um, who yeah, out of Indianapolis that started like making shirts uh, and apparel for like Indiana, Purdue, those kind of places. They reached out and kind of branched out to a lot of smaller schools that they could get licensing deals with, and so they had weird kind of quirky shirts for small, like tiny schools. Like the first Homefield shirt I ever got. Uh, was um, a, a Radford, uh, which is a, a school <laughs> in the South, like just random school. I think it's Virginia. Um, and I just thought it was a cool mascot and all that. And they kind of, Homefield kind of got their claws into a lot of people on college football internet and word of mouth spread through Twitter. And they got bigger and bigger and bigger and they started signing all these schools. And Oregon has been kind of like the great white whale. It was Georgia for a while. And then it was Oregon because everybody loves Oregon stuff, right? And they finally get the deal with Oregon. And again, as someone who's had, you know, a, a, a secondary fandom of Oregon for most of his life, I was like, all right, I got to get get some Oregon stuff. So yeah, Oregon drops on Thursday. There's a white script with a uh, white shirt with the Oregon script. Got that one clean, super super clean. I was like, all right, I gotta get I gotta get that. I limited myself to just one, but man, I I was staring at a lot of stuff there. Um, but yeah. The home field thing is like, yeah, it's just this company that um, I think got, uh, you know, was really online. Like Connor, the guy who runs it, is a very, very big college football Twitter, weird Twitter guy. Um, and uh, so, yeah, just 
connected through a lot of a lot of those kind of folks and um and their stuff i mean again their stuff's really really good it's i'm wearing a home field shirt right now it's a two-lane shirt like i have a ton of home field in my closet because it's the most comfortable t-shirts i have most i was about, couple to, say, I was about I to say that 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 looks pretty soft i mean the thread count yeah. there looks yeah super soft uh the hoodies are hoodies are my favorite i like live in home field hoodies like when it's cold outside uh down here which is not a ton but you know not as much as y'all but <laughs> it, it it gets it, it gets cool down here but um yeah and it's just uh, they're they're really cool they're really cool designs um you can see if you check out the Oregon stuff there's a lot of stuff that you just can't get on t-shirts everywhere you can't get on apparel everywhere and like i think again oregon y'all might be spoiled because of nike's connection but like i'd say auburn and some of the other pro sports teams down here what i think makes home field so cool is like you go get like stuff from the university store or something like that it's gonna be very basic you're gonna get the au you're gonna get the right. and it's just gonna be like this is like they dig into like the history of schools and like go find logos and stuff in the archives stuff that like they've now done like two or three Auburn uh, launches, which is great because Oregon, they get the first launch, you know, a year or so from now, they'll probably give you more Oregon stuff. It'd be really, really cool. Right. The Auburn stuff, they dig up logos and designs that like, I mean, I, I grew up in an Auburn family. Like there was like, I've never seen this stuff, but it looks hmm. awesome. And so it always just keeps coming up and coming up. And so they do a good job of that. When you walk through the Oregon's athletic department's um, administration offices, they they have yeah. like a they have um, like their Hall of Fame in there, uh-huh. and it's like Hall of Fame and museum. And they used to have like right in front there, and I think they've moved it into the back because it's pretty jarring. But it's it's like the the first duck mi- mascot, mm-hmm. and it's the most frightening thing that I've ever seen. Like it, it, like it, it, like it just looks like it. It's like a deflated pillowcase, like with like some, it's it's just, it's just kind of ghoulish looking. And, uh, but it would make a sick t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) They, they will dig up stuff like that. Um, there's a, there's an Oregon, there's a cartoon duck, uh, on one of the t-shirts they came out with, uh, on Thursday that I had multiple people who are Auburn fans be like, I bought this shirt just because it's like it's like this like little cartoon, cute little duck, and it's just like I've never seen it before. It looks awesome. Like I'm going for it, and like that's how they get you, man. Because I have, like, I have so much stuff, uh, so many things from home field that like I have no connection to the schools whatsoever. I just thought the stuff looked cool, right? Did like, that? How much of that? Um, this this is interesting fandom question because I, I uh-huh. grew up I grew up as only a fan of like all Seattle sports teams so it was like Mariners hat Seahawks Sonics Kraken now which I'm wearing and it took me a long time to get to the point where it was like see a cool hat I want to buy that hat I don't care that it's mm-hmm. my team when when did you get to that point or or does it help that you grew up in Alabama where your college allegiances are very steadfast but pro sports like it's kind of yeah you get to be whatever yeah i i uh you know i'm wearing a kraken hat right now and part of the reason why i'm wearing a kraken hat is i went to so auburn played usc and washington in basketball this past december and i made the trip to cover the games and the night before auburn played washington they were playing the kraken i mean the kraken were playing at home and i was like i'm gonna go get get a ticket you know i'm trying to get into hockey my brother's somehow like in the last few years gotten into hockey for two dudes from Alabama. It's kind of weird. Um, but <laughs> I went to a game and I was like, I had so much fun cracking, like scored like six goals. It was, it was awesome. And I was like, all right, I'm in. And then they yeah. have this big run and all that. So it's been easier for that. Um, yeah. Cause like really I'm a Braves fan 
because when the Braves moved to Atlanta back in the day, my great grandfather became a Braves fan. Like later in his life, he passed it down to his son, to his son, to now to to me. So it's, that's the connection. Outside of that, if you just have cool looking stuff, I'll just I you know I'll, I'll throw it out. And so yeah, a lot of hats and t shirts and stuff like that. So the home field connection, you know, I have uh, I grew up in South Alabama, and Troy University is like it was like forty minutes from where I grew up, and you know, I come from a big family. We didn't have a ton of money growing up. So I didn't go to a lot of Auburn games because we just didn't have the money. But I went to a lot of Troy games because it was cheap and you could go there. So I have Troy stuff because when Homefield got Troy, it was like the biggest deal for me. But I have, dude, I have <laughs> TCU. I have uh, I have the Tulane one. I'm, I, I've got so many schools that I have never done. It. I've never even been to. It's just, just, oh, this looks really, really cool. I want to grab it. So it was a lot easier for me. Uh, and yeah, the hat thing, you know, I've, I've, Cracking. I it's mostly teams that I have some sort of connection to, but I have a couple of hats in my collection where I'm just like, you know, I have a Chicago White Sox hat because this was like I was in Chicago and I was just like, yeah, that's black and white that goes with everything. Let's grab that. Like, and so uh, it was a lot easier for me because yeah, like I didn't grow up a diehard of really anything, any pro sports teams except for the Braves, and and so I'm a I'm a nomad when it comes to uh the nfl been a, been a warriors fan just because of steph like for most of his, his run but that's you know that's that's a lot more casual than than what they want to have these other other schools and places sorry i just got lost there um scrolling through home fields uh montana gear and there you um, go whew, there's some good stuff on here i i need a i need a new montana hoodie and there you they go. got they got the bear swiping I'm, i might have to there is a that. there's a there's a guy who covers recruiting here at auburn uh, for two four seven, he's he's a few years younger than me. Next several years younger than me. Uh, he grew up in in Montana. He grew up in Bozeman, um, oh, okay. and so he's a big that's, Montana that's, State guy. That's, that's too bad. Unfortunate for him. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a it's a it, you know when Montana State dropped, he got all the Montana State stuff. And I, uh, uh, you know, they got a lot of those kind of little the, the the smaller schools, but there's just some really cool designs in that. So yeah, there's there's some there's some wild stuff in there, and I love that. They're getting they're getting these big schools and and but they still uh, every now and then they'll drop a random one. So I tell people all the time, you know, because when we do when we talk about home field on our podcast, and, and uh, I should also say this, home field did our shirts for the Observer. Uh, you can get you know our logo on a on a home field shirt because it was like people had asked for shirts. And I was like, well, there's really only one place I'd want to get a shirt from. They made them for us. But when I tell people all the time, it's like, hey, you can get Auburn stuff there, you can get our t shirt there, but it's like. If there's a school that you have any sort of connection to at all, like there's a big, there's a couple of guys who are big Auburn fans and that that subscribe to us that are also they went to Georgia Southern. There's a lot of Georgia Southern stuff on there. Just go get it. Like man, there's there's so much of that kind of, kind of cool stuff. And so I am psyched that Oregon finally got on board because like I had been dying for for some Oregon stuff. What uh, are you are you uh? What do you think about it being 2023 and we're still talking about Bo Nix, the college football player? Dude, it's wild, man. I remember uh, I remember texting with you when he decided to come back, and I was like, I did not see that coming. Uh, but uh, it's really cool, man. Like, I, I will always, like, the, the, the divorce from the Auburn fandom from, from Bo Nix was weird. I think also, in hindsight, with Brian Harson getting fired and, like, saying, like, oh, Auburn struggles last thing. He's like, oh, yeah, it would have been probably cool if you had fought to ke- keep that kid. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. Bo having such a great season at Oregon this past year, which was fun to see. Like, Bo's an easy dude to root for. Uh, great dude. Great family. Like, 
I I'm really interested to see where, what he does this year. Um, he has gotten a lot of I mean, his numbers. A lot of Auburn fans are just kind of groaning every time he'd like, yeah, Bo had uh, had these crazy numbers this week, and they're like, man, why? You know, and Auburn's like struggling to do anything on offense, and it's. But I think now, especially with, you know, it was kind of like a Harson versus Nick's war between the fan base, and now it's like clearly like, oh yeah, we should have been on Nick's side here. Um, now that that's the case, I think there's going to be a lot of Auburn fans, a lot more Auburn fans this year. They're going to be looking up and be like, hoping Bo finishes his career, his his college career really really well because he is still a, a guy a lot of people want to root for here. What's um, if you got to be on the Oregon beat for a week? What would and you got access to whatever you wanted? What mm. would you write? As as, well, as someone as as someone who who had that a little bit of Oregon fandom growing up. You know, I I I would love to write like, and I know this is probably cliche at this point for y'all, but like, I would love to write like a super super in depth story of like, okay, how do they pick? what uniform they're going to wear each week and like the planning out. Cause that, that joke takes forever to do, right? Like you, if we were like, if we were to get new uniforms for as, as a team, you have to plan that out months and months and months in advance. And that would be like something like to dig into that. Cause that a big part of that is why I liked Oregon growing up. Cause they had the cool, like, okay. So Auburn has had the same uniforms from the dawn since the dawn of time, basically <laughs> white helmets, blue jerseys, white pants. You're going to have the triple stripe with the orange in it that's Auburn's always had that and um you know the one positive th- there's like only like three positive things you can say about the Brian Harson era at Auburn one of them is that they they were they experimented with different face masks there's like a they they would wear orange face masks in a couple of games big games and they were really, really cool but like I, you know I like to Oregon play with them on the video games like watching them on TV cuz like they would just wear this wild stuff like the old um the old uh the Dennis Dixon era ones where they had the they had the steel plate like on the, the metal head. plating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like it was so wild. And it's just like for Auburn, every year they're like in the summer, they're like, Oh, well, we're gonna tweak these the uniforms just a little bit, but this is what you're gonna get. Here you go. And like for Oregon, it's just like they they don't want to wear the same uniform at all ever. And like that's so cool to me. And like I would love to kind of dig into that to that angle of it because that is something completely foreign to me, is it's just being that hyped up over uniforms because Auburn didn't really do that. I think I think the most ridiculous thing that came out of that period, and this this was I, this must have been 2016, so it was right right at like the, the absolute peak before like there there was like a, a two or three year blowback on the uniforms here just because mm-hmm. they they started playing bad. Go figure, right? And it's just like oh oh, you guys look. I hate those uniforms. Washington put 70 points up on you, but they, uh, I think it was when they were playing Colorado and they were wearing the duck themed uniform. So it was like orange socks, green. When they came out with the, the preview of the uniforms, like they used to do like this whole, like Adobe thing where it was like an interactive, like a Mm -hmm. story, like a story of all the colors and and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. The, the model had like a holographic O on his visor. And right. all the fans were just like, oh, my God, like they're going to be wearing like this holographic. Oh, like on the visor on the field. And in my head, I was like, there's no way that's legal. <laughs> but I still had to make a like I still had to like I still called Oregon and was just like, hey, like you're not doing. No, 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 we're not. <laughs> like it's, it's just for the model. But like it was like there, there was a point where you're like, all right, I'd, I'd believe anything that they would put out. Oh, yeah. I You know, my favorite 
and I think when we were at the athletic, it might have been right before I got laid off, like in twenty twenty, we were just trying to write stuff. I remember we did a thing where it go, was like, "Go save, find your interest, and save your job." Yeah, there you go. And it didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, but we had this one big project that we did where it was like, "Hey, what was your what's your favorite college football uniform of all time?" And I remember the 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 paragraph I wrote in the in the one I wrote about was, and the, it sticks with me forever. I still go back to it as my favorite. The it was one of the Mariota years at Oregon and they wore the throwbacks against Washington with the gold, gold helmets, green, you know, the, the bright green jerseys, gold pants. And they just beat is the, is the best uniform they've ever made, beat the tar out of Washington with it. And it's like, that's the best uniform I've ever seen. It's my favorite, like in like the, in the NCA, like mods and stuff like that, where you can like wear those old uniform. I I'd play with Oregon and only wear those jerseys. It's 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 so funny too because like this is a, this is a fan base that is prideful of its lineage of we're the uniform school, mm. but it's also one that's like how come we don't wear that every yeah. year? <laughs> just just throw out the new. <laughs> They've done some that I haven't been crazy about. Obviously, like you put so many out there over the years, like you're just you're you're gonna have some misses. I I feel like just overall the the last ten years or so. And, like, I don't dislike the uniforms they have right now, but it's, like, a pretty basic, like, they have, like, their four colors and they just kind of mm-hmm. interchange them. And then then they'll usually do, like, one one off, like, Air Jordan type of Nike yeah, collaboration, yeah, yeah. whatever. Like, they, they did those Hawaii ones, like, two years ago, which were pretty sick. Uh, I like the, uh, I like the, um, when they played Auburn in 2010, that was the beginning of the Wings on the Helmet era. And... That, I always thought that was the coolest thing. Like that could have been like a unique style for them that they could keep with. Like the the O on the helmet was cool. When they get further and further away from that, and it's like you have to like squint to see if there's actually a pattern on there. I but the old like the classic like just wings on the side of the helmet. Like the I, ones they wore I, against Auburn that year were awesome. I mean, I can relate a bit. Like when I wrote that uh, that oral history on I love my ducks for the athletic, like mm-hmm. back in. You know, that's that was the most important story I'll ever write. And it's hard to continue <laughs> putting out stories afterwards, knowing that you're never going to. So you're never going to hit that again. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I yeah, I, I agree with you that um, they they just everything hit for this program during like that. The the Chip Kelly to the tail end of the Mar- Mar- uh, Marcus years of just. Yeah. I mean, I, I wrote a story on this a couple days ago, just about how like Oregon was like adapting to like the change like the every new social media site that pops up because like the ducks were so good at twitter uh uh-huh, yeah uh like they like even today they still have like eight hundred thousand more followers than like any other one in like the pac 12 it's but uh well, yeah like all of that was just because they were really freaking cool from like 2008 to like 2014 <laughs> they got me i mean i grew up in south alabama i'd never been to oregon um i just now finally visited the pacific northwest which i loved uh and uh what, like, yeah, what were you most disappointed like, what were you most disappointed about dude so i was in seattle when it snowed and they told me it only does that like twice a year up there or something like that very often and like it was snowing hard and again as somebody from alabama i am not used to snow and so having to traverse in that was was pretty rough um but yeah like i that and and my my flight got canceled on the way on trying to get back home but other than that i i had a wonderful time in Seattle. I loved it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I remember leaving, remember leaving Seattle and I think I posted it somewhere where I was like, Seattle might be my new favorite American city. It was that or San Diego. Those have always been my two where I've just like really, really d- dug those places. Auburn 
um, several years ago when they finally made the NCAA tournament for the first time in forever. They were in San Diego for the first round, first and second round. And so we were there for a whole week, and I was like, this place is amazing. Why doesn't everyone live here? Like, And I kind of felt that way about Seattle by the end. Have you heard about the fierce rivalry of the Vetter Cup? No, I don't. I so um, the Seattle Mariners uh, and San Diego Padres, as everyone knows, are fierce rivals. Hate each go. other. Probably, probably biggest rivalry in baseball. And it's a mixture <laughs> of they share the same complex in Peoria for spring training. Okay. Um, and both cities, I think it, it's at one point Eddie Vedder has claimed as a hometown. So they call it. They call That's it. That's really good. They call it the Vedder Cup. And there's this Twitter account, and he's made up T-shirts. And um, so oh, whenever, okay. whenever the Mariners in San Diego play, they always play for like a two-game series in the middle of the week. It's a uh, it's Vedder Cup, baby. Yeah, I love it. Like it's the I went to so I went to a cracking game. Obviously, you know, was it during um, at that point? It wasn't during. Uh, baseball season but i went around t-mobile i thought you know walked around i was like oh that's a really cool spot i enjoyed watching the all-star game stuff there this week because i just think it's a cool looking cool looking uh, venue um so yeah i have this kind of attachment to seattle now and then the pacific northwest as someone who is again like from as far almost as far away as you can be <laughs> uh uh but yeah i just love i just love the vibes up there you know i've been to southern california san diego was cool California doesn't really fit me quite as well um, as as that area of the country. So um, yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping hoping we I'm hoping Auburn can get back up there a little bit more. I would love so Auburn's their schedule in football is kind of booked up for the next few years. Um, they've got they're starting a series with Cal this year. Uh, they get Baylor and then they get UCLA. I'm hoping I'm hoping I would love an Auburn Oregon home and home. I think they've you know, they played they've played on neutral sites a couple times. Like I would love to I would love to to have that because I have I've been dying again growing up, you know, hearing all this stuff about Oregon and watching Oregon like Alton Stadium. Always wanted to go there. That's like one of the that's one of the bucket list ones and, for me. And just just think of all the cross promotional content we could do in in the run up to something yeah. like that. Like I mean they, they look they never think of the independent journalists when they schedule these things. Dude, it's you got Bonex, you got the twenty ten national title game, you got us. There's so many Auburn, Oregon, like they, there's more connections than you would ever realize. More, much more than Cal. I'm having a hard time finding <laughs> anything about Cal. <laughs> how's uh how's how's Robbie Ashford doing down there? So it's a really interesting situation for Robbie because so last season he doesn't get the starting job out of out of fall camp, but ends up becoming the starter by like week four. Um, Robbie, I'm sure as y'all know up at Oregon, incredible athlete, phenomenal athlete. He ended up finishing the season as one of the five best running quarterbacks in the country. The uh, the when Nick's had his game against Georgia this year, and then like mm-hmm. the, the Ashford highlights started coming out, like from the next week or whatever, maybe yeah. it was even that, that first week. And like there, there was one week before Nick's had proved himself at Oregon where everyone was like, what the hell did you guys do? <laughs> and so the, and so like they ran the ball a ton uh, with him. He was very, very t- like Auburn, Auburn got smacked by, by Alabama, but they ran the ball forever in that game. Um, more, he led him and Tank Bigsby, Jarquez Hunter. They led, it was the most rushing yards the Nick Saban defense had ever given up in a game. Um, and it was, and Robbie was key in that. Here's the, also the problem with Robbie. Um, Robbie was the least efficient and least accurate quarterback in the FBS last year of starting quarterbacks. Sub 50% passer. Now, there's some reasons behind that. Number one, Auburn's offense was a train wreck, fire the coach in the middle of the year. You know, he, he, he played there. Secondly, he told us, he told us at the end of the season, towards the end of the season, 
he'd been playing through several injuries that I don't know how he, I don't know how he ran as well as he did, much less be able to throw the ball. And the thing with Robbie is, is like, he had a few throws and a few plays last year through the air where he had, well, he had one in the Iron Bowl against Alabama where you're like, oh my God, that guy's got it. And it just hasn't come as frequently. And so Auburn, he goes through spring practices, you know, Hugh Freeze and this new staff for looking at the quarterback situation. Like, oh, we're not, they, they would want it to go after some transfers, bringing their own guy. They go through spring ball, it's over. TJ Finley leaves. Ashford's kind of like the last man standing at this point. But then Auburn goes out and gets uh, Michigan State's quarterback in the transfer portal, Peyton Thorne. And so a lot of people are going to go into fall camp thinking it's going to be Thorne eventually. Ashford's continuing to put up a really good fight. Um, I, I think it's the thing for him. It's like he is such a talented runner and such a talented athlete, which we knew that when he was at Hoover. He, you got to find a way to get him on the field somehow, even if it's like, okay, he's not your best passer, he's not your best quarterback. Get him on the field somehow. So uh, it, he's going to be fascinating uh, to, to watch in fall camp because, I mean, the dude playing through injury and like playing in an offense. And when they had an interim, Cadillac Williams was the interim coach in the final month. They went to like running the ball ninety five percent of the time. Everyone in the stadium knew they were running it. Their offensive line was terrible for With most. Cadillac of the year. Williams as head coach, you guys just yeah, they it, just they just ran it every time. They just ran the ball, <laughs> and everyone in the building knew it was going to be a run, and yet he was still really effective at making it happen. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think I think ultimately, Robbie, it would be hard for Robbie to like hold on to a starting job just because they got Thorne out of the portal. But I I personally hope to see him get involved in this offense because I think he's just a really talented dude that um, you got to find a way to get him on the field. So between that and Knicks, it was a weird trade. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Um, DJ James, former Oregon defensive back. Uh, I, I I felt like when he was at Oregon, he was a fine corner, like a decent yeah, corner. Yeah, he, he was, he was, dude, he was, uh, yeah, he was fine. Last year, if you look at PFF and stuff like that, he graded out as the top cornerback in the SEC last season in coverage. He had a phenomenal year, and like, do you, know, do you know what Oregon wasn't very good at last season? Yeah, you Coverage. know what the only thing you know what the only thing Auburn was good at last season, <laughs> and so like that was like that was part of the trade, the Bo Nix for like player to be named later trade, the DJ James and Ira Esther. It's like, yeah, Bo's in a much better spot now for him and his career. I hope he I hope he blows up this year because of the league and and, and is super successful. Auburn Auburn. DJ James ended up being a pretty good pickup for them. Jason Jones got in the rotation, and he's probably going to end up being you know one of their key interior linemen this year. But it's like, you know, Auburn got Auburn got some benefits out of out of out of the old Oregon trade. So yeah, James, it was wild because we were like, yeah, he'll be a pretty good player, maybe. Like you know, we'll see if he gets there. And like he was there, he was the best defensive back in the SEC in like certain coverage stats by the end of the year. It was wild to watch. What's uh What's the hottest you guys have gotten this summer? The hottest we've gotten this summer. It hit uh, temperature wise. It, it flirted with a hundred a few times okay. when we were we were down here. Um, but that, but, that, I, but that's a that's a different hundred down there, right? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I was just at the my girlfriend and I were just in the at the beach at Destin because that's what you do when you live down here. That's where you go in the summer. And um, we were there, and the heat index the last day we were there. We like as we were leaving, we we're like, hey, we'll go on the beach one more time. We stepped out. I looked at my phone and the heat index was 112 when we were standing there like on the water. And I was like, oh, we need to go. Like, I might die if I'm here for a minute. But so not, hot sand, hot sand, hot sand. Yeah, yeah. It gets hot. It gets warm down here for sure. The humidity will, will hit you 
pretty pretty badly. Um, how about y'all? Like, I how does how how warm does it get up there, dude? dude actually, actually, like we, you know, we pull our weight when need be. Um, this this has actually been a relatively mild summer compared to the last couple of years. Like we, two years ago, we legit hit one seventeen here. No oh uh, for like two days. Yeah, like Portland. Portland's like turn like if this whole climate change thing shifts to where it's going to be like Portland's going to be like at the polar ends, like both seasons. Cause we, we hit like Yikes. 115 and then got like two feet of snow dumped on us one night last year. So yeah, um, no, that's, that, that's no good. That's no but good. I, but I mean like, like yes, yesterday it was like 78 degrees and I did my lawn. Oh, and did, yeah, that it sounds was, wonderful. It was, it was pleasant. You we know, will not is, see th- that. This is the recruiting pitch yeah. that the ducks are using as they, they go into the South. We will not see the seventies like during the day until like October. It's funny. Auburn plays. Auburn opens the year against UMass at home. And it's like first weekend of September. It's going to be a hundred degrees on that field easily. And it's like UMass in combination with probably being the worst team in FBS and being all from the Northeast. Like they're going to like, I feel bad for them. There's, Famously, the 2013 season when Auburn uh, went to the national title game, that first game they opened with Mike Leach and Washington State, and uh, so Wazoo comes down, and it is the hottest game I ever covered. It's back when Auburn still had an open air press box, and so it was the- that, 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 that's what I was going to ask: is like, do they do they have AC in the press box, or are you yes. guys just like sweating up in there? Yeah, now 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 it's an enclosed press box in the corner, and you know it's not the great it's not the greatest. Like we used to have. The goal I would say was the gold standard of old school press boxes in the SEC. Open air, fifty yard line, good elevation, like it'd be great. It was the hottest game I've ever covered in my life. We were <laughs> dying up there, and I just kept thinking, like, man, Waz- the Wazoo folks had to be just just feeling terrible about it. Um, also, that was famously uh, the game where uh, Washington State brought a big enough crowd to Jordan Hare that they drank. All of downtown Auburn out of out of uh, out of beer, like, like the yep. whole like whole they drained every like I'm telling you, dude, that has never happened in an Iron Bowl weekend. That has never happened in a Georgia weekend. That has never happened when Ole Miss comes to town. Washington State brings a few hundred folks down, <laughs> and they wipe the place out. And when, it's like, uh, oh man, they are built different up there. When when Oregon played out there, that had to have been the the 18th season and uh it was the first time game day had ever came to Pullman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was uh I think it was like a 6 p.m. 7 p.m. kick too. So like like everyone got there for game day at, you know, butt crack and dawn and then just <laughs> kept going the entire day. Like it was well done Pullman. Like they 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 show out when they need to. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Cuz we 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 were blown away cuz it was just like I had been, I had had gotten texts from people and they're like, yeah, everything in downtown Bar- Auburn, which is like right up next to campus, is like, it, they're out, they're out of everything. And it was like, ah, it's like the Washington State fans came in and just tore it up. And it's like, again, they did something that I have never seen. Like the an Iron Bowl weekend in Auburn when both teams are good, like in thirteen when it was seventeen, they've done it as well. It's like it feels like there are eight million people in Auburn. Yeah. And yet, and yet, it was the week that Washington State came to town where where they took everything. <laughs> ah, perfect. Go Cougs. <laughs> Go Cougs. All right, Justin. Well, thanks a lot, man. I I appreciate yeah. it. I I expect uh, expect a nice uh, a, a text of the shirt when it comes in. You know, to see how it looks yes. on you. And absolutely, um, and, absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll, and- we'll keep we'll keep our eyes out for uh, some more uh, fresh designs. Absolutely, and uh, you know. 
already excited about uh, uh, about the next season of Kraken Hockey. I'm I'm, I'm I'm fired up, man. That playoff run was so much fun. It was so much fun to watch. You know, and it, and it's just cool for people like us who have been along from the start. You know, like to yeah. to, to be Day able one. to yeah, exactly. All right, I'll talk. Life, to you later, buddy. Lifelong Kraken fans. <laughs>